Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and uh, call us if you can. Our phone number is area code 217-356-9397. We also have uh, our text lines available at 217-351-5357. Our experts today, of course, include Ms. Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. <laughs> my voice is croaky there for some reason. Uh, and good morning, John Weiskart. Hi, Tamara. <laughs> and Steve Brown is here. He'll be joining us shortly. <laughs> Boy, let's... You're out of breath. I am? Yeah. I was running. She was. I, 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 there's customers. Houses. We have customers. You know, I'm sorry. We just, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> And you service them. That's perfect. Hey, while I was sitting here just like one minute ago, I got an email from Prairie Gardens. Did you? Yes, I did. And apparently you still have your fundraiser going on for the Salvation Army. Yeah. Yes, we do. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad you still have some plants left. Oh, no, we don't have some plants left. We just got in a fresh shipment. Really? John and I were just looking yeah. at. Him. In fact, look at look at the uh, oh what John brought up to show. Oh my goodness! Are those just beautiful? Yes, they are. That's a, a really luscious orange zinnia, zesty okay. scarlet. I don't know where they came up with that. Zesty scarlet. It looks orange to me. It's orange, <laughs> zesty orange, but a really deep it. orange. Yes, yeah. a, uh, like a red orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. That's beautiful. And there's that. That's an annual. It right? Is. Yes. So it's just going to bloom all summer long. But this is the yellow square pots that are the fundraiser for the Salvation Army. Okay. Two ninety nine, and all goes back to the Salvation Army. All of it. That's great. What yeah. a great way to give back to the community. I, when you stop, when you actually hear what the Salvation Army does for the community and the county, mm-hmm. and, and I, it, I mean, it's just amazing. The numbers amaze me, and I know I say this every time we talk about it, but it really, really does. They they need help continuously, not just once or twice a year, mm-hmm. continuously. And what a great way to do it. Plus, you're getting a beautiful flower. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and not just the zinnias. You have a oh. plethora available in the yellow pots. Yeah. Like, you know what's cool about this zinnia is you've got blooms all summer continually. It attracts pollinators. And it's a great cut flower. Oh, is that cool? Yeah. That's nice. Oh, man. Nothing better. So you could just always have some fresh cut table, fresh cut flowers on your table. Yeah. And be growing the next bunch while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's a a beautiful plant. But there's so many other of those that we have uh, a couple of celosias, uh, uh, cockacombs. Yeah. Several different colors of them, and uh, the, what were we talking about last week? The melampodium. Melampodium. There's some uh, vinca, grapes. Uh, just uh, full sun. There's you know petunias, and so there's a lot. On and on and on. A bunch there's of cool some, stuff. Uh, so take advantage. You know why mm-hmm. not? Two ninety nine, and one hundred percent of the proceeds benefit the shelf. Champaign County Salvation Army. Yes, so that's right. Local. That's nice. Yeah. Yes, okay. it is. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. John, you brought more than just the zinnias up here. Oh, you, yeah. Are those sunflowers? That's a sunflower. That, but it isn't as it, it isn't taller than me, so it's kind of nice. It isn't overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> 
what's cool I about was, is that a dwarf or something yeah well it's a it's a more manageable size and yeah. what's so cool this one's called sunfinity and it's a reblooming sunflower no so kidding. it's gonna it's gonna as those blooms fade you know you're going to take those off and you're going to have new ones come along after you can kind of see the secondary flowers coming yeah, down see? the stem yeah and the new shoots yeah isn't that Just cool and this one's about uh three to four feet max so it's not like this the, the big mm. you know, so it's almost as tall foot. as you oh. the ones right. that the yeah <laughs> sorry not far off that's ah, right call it as it is <laughs> and this is a good one to put in containers oh yeah it well. would be Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because how deep of a root system will it have, or how deep of a pot would it want? Oh, you could have a 10 or 12-inch pot. It would be fine. Okay. Yeah. Boy, and that would definitely be a thriller. It would decide yeah, it would be, be that. Yeah, it would be a combo pot. Mm -hmm. John brought up a plant that's one of my favorites, the begonia, that has the, the deep kind of burgundy leaf. But with a bright orange flower on it. Isn't that just stunning? It really is. I've never noticed begonias with that leaf coloring before. Chalk so orange. Okay. Is that a great name? I it, mean, doesn't that just describe it perfectly? Yes, because it's like a very, very deep plum slash chocolate looking brown. And But then it's neat how you can see the uh, veiny striations. The green veining, uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yeah. with the bright green in it. Yep. And, and the bright course, orange flower. Oh. Stunning begonia. It is. Well, and that's oh, one of the good attributes about a lot of the begonias. Not only the flower, but the foliage. Sometimes there's better foliage yep. than the flower. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's what I always tell people about perennials, because you ostensibly are doing those just once, you know, and then they last for a long time. So they only have a bloom time. They don't bloom all summer. They just That's just not the perennial way. So mm -hmm. why not choose something with stunning foliage? Oh, for sure. As well. As well. But some of these annuals, I mean, you, you get both. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you get both. Well, yeah. And, and as we always talk about, along with your perennials, add those annuals in just oh. so you can have that continuous color going. It's... I think really important, John. That's exactly right. So yeah. then begonias are an annual or perennial? Annual. It's an annual. Okay, that's what I thought. But then you're teasing about the perennials too, which is, it's a good, very good point to have because, yeah, they have a, a shorter bloom time. Which can be stunning, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, short-lived. So why not get something with foliage on it, great foliage also, and have a bloom time, but then foliage to look at, nice foliage to look at later. Yeah, yeah. Or just plant annuals with it. Okay, I can do that. Like this gorgeous flower. Like, wow, I wish that the listeners could see the, this flower, this whole plant. What is it? It's a dahlia. <gasps> really? I would not have guessed that. That's beautiful dahlia. It's like, it's... It, Beautiful pink fuchsia on the outsides, but then the insides are uh, creamy white, and then it has a yellow center. But in the meantime, while it's growing, it has like this beautiful, what would you call that, shade of green, like the bright, bright grass green? Might be a lime green or, yeah, well, well, yeah, grass green lime. going into lime. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm learning with descriptions, but... Stunning flower, though. Is that just a full double dahlia? Yeah, doubles. They're calling that one a, a mega bloom. Mega. Mega bloom. That's I think a, it's a little more... It has, a, uh, has more petals on on the flower scape than some of the other ones. Than most regular double dahlias, because there's some pretty double dahlias out there, but this is... This is mega double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the... And this one's not a tall one. It's it's about two feet max. So it could be a one to put in containers as well. Okay, nice. Yeah. And uh, do do you have other colors besides this? Uh, uh, this particular of? one is this color. Okay. For the double doll, yes. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. 356-9397 is our phone number. Or you can text us at 351 351- Five three five seven. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. So the past week, what were folks coming in asking about or having problems with? How about them rabbits? Oh my God, that was number one. The rabbits. I, this morning, really? I that's <sighs> I had stopped by someone asking me about rabbits. And and what can you tell them? <laughs> Those pesky rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> There's a. This has been a really. Uh, flushier for rabbits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that I've ever had or we've ever had that many questions about rabbits yeah. in the past that I can remember. Wow. It's just, they're really tenacious. Yeah. What what plant do you have that rabbits won't eat? <laughs> that's what, that's the answer. You know, you know yeah, we look like a deer in the headlights, yeah. you know. Oh, uh, well. Uh, even with the, there's a short list of of supposed rabbit resistant plants. Supposed, but, yeah, exactly. Supposed even on there. I I purchased a, a beautiful coral colored rose yeah. uh, bush uh, several weeks ago. There was, mm. and I should have known better because there was a rabbit trapped in my backyard. He he got in when he was a baby and and then got too fat too quick to get out. And he ate that coral rose down to the nubbins. Oh. <laughs> I was not happy. Oh. That might be an understatement. He was uh, hungry. He was apparently <laughs> a rose bush. Yeah, and I'm that was sorry. the only thing in her yard to eat. No, truly. <laughs> That'd be the new one. Well, the, a lot the, of times they'll do that in the winter. With, yes. But, <laughs> but no, in the summer. Well, spring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And honestly, you you were you were saying that there are plants that they they're not particularly fond of. Um, I, I think there are things with oils in them that they don't like. Um, alliums, they seem to not like alliums. Really? Um, well, I I brought this for, to show you, Tamara, because we talk about them all the time. <gasps> and then um, I'm excited. It's it's, I have. I, I just realized that I have a lot of alliums in my backyard. It's because the rabbits don't eat them. Oh, <laughs> wow! Now these these are allium uh, blooms that that are spent. Uh, they, they're finished. Okay. But I, I usually leave them out a little longer just so that they'll dry, so that I can spray paint them. Okay, I can see that. This is uh, uh, Schubertii. Uh, it's a bulb that you plant in the fall so you too could have this if you had remembered to plant your bulbs in the fall oh okay okay i know we have people coming in uh wanting to buy those right now yeah 
do you have daffodils? <laughs> no. Uh, and I don't remember the variety names on these guys, but they're all different. And this one, you can see, is, is a little more seasoned. It's about dried out completely. But this is how they start. I, I'm, I'm, the purple at the end of each long petiole mm -hmm. is really, really pretty. If I had to describe that, it would only it would almost be like a giant dandelion once it's spent. Exa that's exactly right. Blown off all of its cotton. Yep. Or whatever. <laughs> Seed. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they just go smaller and smaller. They have that intense purple color, which I love. Yeah, when they're, when they're in full bloom, each the, at the end of each one of these little spiky things is a purple flower, like you can see over here. And there's a dark purple, light purple, just depending on the kind that you have planted. There's even a white allium available. Now, we do have some potted that you can purchase now and plant that um, are probably just as pretty as anything you can get in the fall. Oh, yeah. I think with the exception of this one. <laughs> that one is so large. But then It's like twice my hand, like both of my hand spans that's, next to each other. That's easily 12 inches wide. Oh, easily, yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little longer. But yeah, then you can 15. see these alliums, how long these are. Those are the drumstick alliums that you can buy in bulbs in the fall. And that's just the stem? That's the stem. Those, and that's, that's, a, like that's a, at least feet. three feet. At least, yeah. So you want to place those in the back and these in the front because that's the full length of that stem. Yeah. So is anyway. Is that the gigantum or another one? This is Schubertii. Schubertii. My favorite. Very neat. Anyway, that's one of the things I have found that rabbits won't eat. Allium. How much uh, sun and how much partial sunshade do you tolerate with those? I, I plant them in full sun. I have several that have seeded and gone into the shade and done quite well. Well, actually, it, it was, it'd just be a bright shade, a high canopy, or uh, just most shade all day long, but uh, blotches of, of full sun during the day. And they do fine. Okay. And how long does a foliage stay green and fresh looking? Until I pull it off. And when would that be? Oh. Actually, it's it, alliums are interesting because they seem to the foliage starts to go down before these before the flowers finish their thing. So um, about the time I'm ready to to cut the the flowers off, the spent flowers, the foliage is ready to be cut off also. So it's most of the foliage from the alliums is going down now. The daffodils and tulips and stuff like that are still too green except, Annoying. except that they're not my yard anymore <laughs> <laughs> good morning steve brown by hey the way. good morning hey three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number or you can text three five one five three five seven for plant experts live at prairie gardens we do have a text that asks if it's too early to spray for bagworms yep have you heard really? anybody talking about crawlers yet mm -hmm. I, haven't I haven't either i was thinking about that i've been watching no, it's not quite. It usually is. You, we usually say around Memorial Day, but well, not, right. you know, not this year. You know, it's always Yeah, sometime up mid-June-ish, yeah. What, what ish. kind of signs yeah. are you watching for to know that it's about time? You're watching for the well, actual well, you're, bag you're, worms? You're, you're literally looking for the worms. Okay. Not the bags yet, but okay. you'd, be, you'd be looking for the worms out there floating around on their strings and uh, feeding. And it'll be mainly an evening dusk kind of better chance of seeing them then but i think it's coming up still in another 
who knows whether it's a week away or two weeks away who knows or tomorrow you know yeah. could be yeah, yeah. so just got to keep scouting we always talk about headlights. scouting that's yep, a scout. good thing to be scouting for right now <laughs> okay but i'm glad you mentioned not the bags just the worms right now. well hopefully the bags you've seen and you've gotten rid of yeah i found a bag hopefully two days ago in one of my trees well yeah obviously from last year wow how do you treat a tree i mean as far as you could get everything that would be within reach but then i can only imagine it's important to get it all that which isn't in reach yeah you would have had to have sprayed last year when you could still have done something about it before they would be hatching out so you would have been spraying in july or early august or whenever you could still have gotten it done and you may have had to have somebody do it for you that had the proper equipment and training okay but then they can be very destructive well yeah because sometimes you can't get up in the top of that blue spruce tree Mm -hmm. yourself is there anything that would work as a systemic maybe not through the tree not effectively not as in spraying on contact with so okay Okay. yep all right good to know and and you already spotting a bag but that was from last year it's one i missed she could she could have seen it last september too or last october or if if i'd been looking (laughs) august and she was it's just that they're they're fantastic at camouflaging that's what they do i mean could have blended in with uh some brown needles or debris on the plant and uh, the texture is amazingly how it's deceptive and it fits in it could have camouflaged with cones yep. on an evergreen um, mm-hmm. when it's on your cyclone fence yes that's when you it's easier to see easier right? to see it on the fence yes yeah. okay. <laughs> so john tell me about that mega bloom dahlia thing you got going on over we there we already talked about we already talked about here. all of this oh wow so forget about that. Did you talk about Salvation Army? Yes, we did. Uh, some of the, perhaps the nicest zinnias of the season. Ooh, yeah. We talked about the zinnias. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. They're beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also mentioned they're fresh ones. They're not left from the last shipment. We have a fresh shipment. Yeah, we got a whole Absolutely. bunch of stuff in. So, so far, I think, I didn't check this morning to see what it was. As of yesterday morning, I think, you know, somewhere in that... Uh, $3,600, range hey. uh, raised here in the last week awesome. for the Champaign County Salvation Army. And, you know, we'd like to double that if we can. Sure. So let's see what we can That's great. Make, That's make really awesome. I'm so, glad to hear that. Yeah, keep it going. I, I think mean, we, uh, with the beautiful flowers, people are going to pick them up and we're gonna, we are going to double it. So mm-hmm. buy them. They're two ninety nine. The entire $2.99 goes to the Champaign County Salvation Army. Just look for and the yellow plant. Those that heard Major Randy from the Salvation Army on the air last Saturday, I mean, the need is as great as ever. Mm-hmm. Greater than Continuous. ever. Yeah, for well, sure. And you can only imagine after last year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were discussing what, what the number one question was this week, and it was rabbits. Ah. Rabbits. Rabbits. Yeah. And it just happens that I brought samples of my allium. It's one of the few things that al- the rabbits won't eat in my yard. How much do they ever get on your peonies? Oh, that's another one they don't eat. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pretty, I forget about that. That's, that's ridiculous. And Pretty tried and true. And, and I find that a lot of the uh, herbs, you know, especially uh, oregano and thyme and salvia, they have no interest in, yeah. in that. They're really aromatic, oily guys. 
think it's the yeah you're right it's the it's the the scent and the oil. I mean you would have to be a very young rabbit never have bitten into that before to give that a shot yeah right I think one of the major annuals is lantana that they don't normally bother and uh, supposedly geraniums which have the scent a little bit of a scent too I think squirrels like those pretty well though Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother. Bra- breaking news. I just saw a ficus lyrata walk out of here. <laughs> I know that young yeah, woman yeah, who yeah, had yeah. it in her arms went to Prairie Gardens Facebook page and got the coupon. Or she's on our email list because she signed up for I Belong. But anyway, we have a couple of really good coupons for Philodendron, Monstera, and ficus lyrata. Which looks gorgeous. Is that the, the Monsteras are the best we've had all year. Beautiful, oh, yeah, beautiful plants. Is that Ten-inch pots. Well, there's fiddly. Ficus lyrata is fiddly fig, yes. Okay. And then there's the monstera philodendron, which is a, a big cut leaf thing. That's a well, big, almost heart-shaped leaf with the with the serrations in it. Wow. I like the fact you that you can big, have leaves that are solid on the same plant with no yeah. indices, no cuts, no serration, no anything. And then all of a sudden you've got this one right next to it that's a more mature leaf that's just got the whole. All that stuff going on. It's really The texture cool. difference is amazing. It, it is. Yeah. They are really. I mean, I, we need another house plant right now. Like we need a hole in our head. However. You're considering it. That, the mm-hmm. Monstera. There you just go. from a texture standpoint. There along. you go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Got to do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's going to last for years. You can have it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and again, when your space gets a little bit larger, because you can kind of have some things outside and some things inside, then it's easy to say, oh, what the heck? I'm going to really enjoy it. And then in August or September, then you kind of say, okay, did I enjoy it so much that I want to make it part of my indoor space? But then you up. have to. <laughs> you get so attached to it. <laughs> Marianne recorded a couple little uh, commercials here, and you were talking about giving your houseplants a summer vacation. I love that. That's so cool. I think so it's such a nice we, thing to can do. Can we fun. talk about that just a little bit? Because the houseplant category has been so extremely popular for the last year and a half or so. I I enjoy houseplants hugely. Now, all of us do. And there's, it's such a great thing to add to your, your household. But you think these guys... They're supposed to be outdoors, except not here in the wintertime. So you keep them indoors in the winter, and it gives you lots of joy. And they just get tired, Yeah, you know. By by April, it's like, what am I doing here? I mean, they never get any rain. (laughs) They just get watered by our water. No no breeze brushing through their leaves. The light's just different. So what can you do for them? Take them outside. That's but you funny. want to wait till, well, we had frost pretty late this year, so you have to be careful. But um, you can do the in and out game like Steve always talks about. I just don't have the energy for that anymore, so I just wait longer um, to take them outside so I make sure they don't get frosted. But you also have to be careful taking plants outdoors. I don't care if they're a sun plant or a shade plant. If you To acclimate them to the environment you're going to leave them in. So take them out to a shady place first. And then gradually introduce them to a little more sunlight. I, and I know this from experience, and it just makes sense, first of all. But from experience, I, I, I know I've talked about the house plant that belonged to my great-grandmother, who's been gone for um, 70 years now. So, and I still have this house plant of hers. When I first got it, one year I took it right out, put it right in the sun because it belonged in the sun. And it sunburned the entire plant. And I'm thinking, she'd had it, at that point, she'd had it for 40 years or so. So it was like, 
Oh my gosh, I just killed my grandma's plant. I killed it. <laughs> well, you know, it's like the pressure of having a bonsai that's 400 years old given to you, you know. Yes. It's exactly, you, you know, oh. it's like the oh, pressure. Oh, like you could relate to that pressure. That would be way too much pressure. <laughs> I couldn't handle that. So anyway, you just got to be careful. You know, you just, you have to just be cognizant of the, you just can't, you, you, your body can't, human beings can't go out after a, a long winter and then just, you know, sunbathe. You know, you're going to burn to a crisp. Well, plants do too, so just be careful. Absolutely, yeah. And then gradually get them in into an environment that, that's going to be conducive to what they need. Be sure you put it in a place that you're going to remember to water it because that's going to be important too. Yes. <laughs> I've done that's that. I've excellent put, I've, I've put plants into places and I, I, that I... I don't look at all the time. And I just forget to water. So do you have any Christmas cactus hiding underneath a shrub right now? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's like right at the door, okay. right under a tree peony. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, in, 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 in an area like John lives in that's predominantly shaded or filtered sun, dappled light. That's perfect. These houseplants would be some of the most rewarding things oh you gosh. could have outside in outdoor living areas. They that's, respond so well to it, don't they? Oh, they do. Oh and gosh. that's one thing that I always incorporate into my containers. Oh, heck is yeah. The, is the tropical houseplants just because they they just thrive. Because it works. Absolutely. And, you know, in the shade, of course, you don't get a lot of blooms, but you get that spectacular texture of the different foliages and there's like so we many different colors well, so and it, yeah mm-hmm. and right now for a shady area or filtered sun morning sun area we have absolutely the best selection of small ferns that oh, i think we've ever gosh. had yeah and in are talking about five inch pots and smaller and the texture and color variance in that i mean talk about working those into an outdoor container whether it's with flowers or not just in, would be absolutely the most rewarding I I just uh, put together a pot yesterday for the right up against the north side of my house, so it's going to be in shade all day. No direct sun, bright shade, which you can grow almost anything almost in. Almost anything. But I put one of those ferns. Well, I actually have two different different ferns. One's called the tiger fern, mm-hmm. so it's green and go- kind of a gold stripe Neat. on the leaf, across the leaf, which I, I think is gorgeous. But the other one's called blondie. Why'd you choose that one? I don't know, because it's all gold. I swear, it's just it just shines. So I'm hoping that they really show off. And I actually put them with one of them with that begonia, John, that you brought up, the chocolate orange begonia. I think it'd I be bet pretty. that would be a great contrast. Oh, talk about that, yeah, black, white, light, dark. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like complementary colors on a color wheel. I mean, you you did it right there. It's. Uh, I hope it works. I hope I remember to water it. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines at 356-9397 and talk to Mary, who's calling in from Tuscola. Good morning, Mary. How are you? I'm good. How's everybody there? You're sounding great. Good morning, Mary. Good. Thanks. Uh, I have a Christmas cactus, and I just bought it, like, last fall. It bloomed beautifully, and it's thriving very well. But what I, I don't have any place, like, under a bush or anything to put it. My deck is on the north side, and the sun never hits that until late evening. I wondered if it'd be okay if I put it on a stand or a table out there on the deck. We're all nodding yes. (laughs) You can hear the the rattles, right? (laughs) I think that'd be fine, don't don't you guys? I I think so, for sure. Absolutely. I I think the point of... 
Go ahead, Mary. Well, at the point of putting them... I will wait. Go ahead. Okay, honey. (laughs) The point of putting them under a bush, that's what I do to keep them in in shade. And so I can just pretty much ignore them because they don't want to be fussed with so much, um, except for water. So if you put it on your deck of of your house so it's, it's in shade... And you remember to water it, you should be just fine, I think. And I think Marianne's got the other advantage underneath the shrub where it may not get some of the rain that it doesn't need too frequently because it doesn't right. want watering too frequently. Exactly. And so if it's just totally exposed like that, and you're not going to have that proper perfumery. Totally, no, I got totally an overhang. How much water's going to go in there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Overhang. So that'll help a lot. And I, would, I could have it back in that uh, corner away from, you know, I doubt the evening sun would even catch it there. Um, I wouldn't be worried about the evening sun at all. No. So I, I think too much water would probably be the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so never, if that works I mean, for you. Our drain from the north, and I, I would watch it, you know, because I'm home most time anyway. But uh, yeah. I could, you know, move it back further or bring it in until the storm passed. <laughs> Sure. And, yeah. and Mary, if it works for you, I'd leave it out there until you're flirting with 35, 38 degree temperatures. Absolutely. Really? No. Well, yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, don't do what Mary Ann's done a couple times. But <laughs> Forget. <laughs> but 35, 38, I wouldn't hesitate. And it'll, I, I, it'll love those cool evenings to set just tons of flower buds. O- October is usually when I start seeing the buds begin to swell on, on the uh, Christmas cactus. So, you know, you could easily, after Halloween... Or around Halloween, uh, bring them in. Okay, I'm glad you uh, reported that. Uh, I'm just standing here looking, and I forgot there is some uh, morning sun kind of filters through some lattice work here. On Wonderful. So I, well, I think that's great. perfect. Yep. Okay, well, we'll give it a whirl and see what happens. <laughs> Yay. Let us know, Mary. Thanks for calling Bye. in. Uh-huh. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, you, too. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, and that's something that the talk about last, lasting and lasting is the Christmas cactus. Oh, my gosh, oh my yes. Gosh. Generational. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, 356-9397. Here's a text uh, at 3515-357 for the texts. It says, could you explain the difference between superbells, supertunias, million bells, and Calibrecoa. I get so confused because they seem to all look alike to me. No. You can't explain the difference. Okay, there you go. Well, the, <laughs> no. the, 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 one, the one oddball in that group is Supertunia. Yep. And the other things are three branded names for basically the same thing. Superbells and but, Million Bells? And Calibrecoa are pretty much the same. But Supertunia's is a proven winner branded umbrella for their petunia family. Okay. And Super Bells is a proven winner branded umbrella for their Million Bells or Calibrecoa line. Okay. So, so Fiber so, Million so, Bells. So, so think of Calibrecoa and Million Bells and Super Bells as Coke, Pepsi. Okay. Yeah. RC. Yeah. 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 There you yeah. go. Gotcha. Kind of thing. Jolt. 
Okay. And then you have your super tunias. <laughs> they're all the same, they're just different. Which are just petunias. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're all the same, yeah. just different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, neat. And, and there's debate in the industry is how close the genetics are on some of these. Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. A big sure debate. there is. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, you stole my stuff. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Huh. Hey, you guys, should we talk to Zoe? She's calling in. Why not? You want to talk to Zoe? Why not? Who doesn't want to talk oh, to good Zoe? Morning. I had to call and say hello to all my friends. And Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning. And How I are you? Say, I'm great. And I got excited about that smaller sunflower. Are you going to have those for all, the rest of the week, do you think? Or or do you not yeah. know? Because i am I got to try to I think so. We'll, we'll have them one. this week. Because I, I yeah, can't they're pretty cool. have a big one and and that sounded so neat and then my sister's gonna want that uh double dahlia i think oh that sounded so yes beautiful. that's so, a newer series that's uh wow. really exciting in terms of the color range and the size of the flower given the size of the plant that's beautiful it is really stunning do that but anyway i'm gonna have to come and get one of those yellow pots too for the salvation army and and i have to oh, fabulous and, and say hello to mary because she knows who i am and uh, I just had to do that. So um. that's awesome. Anyway, hi Mary. <laughs> hi Mary. <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. You all Party line. Great... <laughs> yeah, oh. it kind of is. <laughs> so you all have and a then, great hey, day, and it's beautiful thank you, honey. out. And thank you. So oh, much. it is lovely. Thank you so. Hey Zoe, Let's when you come out, life. yes. When you come yes. out, ask John where the heliotrope is. Oh, we I had will. the best. The best heliotrope that we've ever had this really? last week. It's so nice. fragrant. So it just is him. billowing out of these four and a half inch pots. It's incredible. I will just do that. And what color are those? Are they red? They're they're uh, indigo purple. Purple. I, fuchsia red. Just no. They're no purple. fuchsia. Purple. They're just purple. Just purples. Okay, but I it's love a, purple. It's a really good blue purple. Can you can you put them? Can you have them in a pot on the? That's yeah. where oh, they're best. Oh, for sure. That's where they do well, yeah. Oh, I thought I might have to do it. Oh, thank you. Sun. Half <laughs> a day of sun it. or more. All right. Heliotrope. Okay, thank you. Bye, Steve. Bye, yeah. Bye, yeah. Bye Zoe. Bye. Wouldn't that heliotrope look good with the sunflower oh, in the pot? Absolutely. That. That'd be great. Yeah. And then which would be higher? Oh, decidedly the, the sunflower. sunflower. Yeah, there's no question. Now, what I'm looking at now, it looks like it could be, oh, maybe two, two and a half feet. Mm -hmm. What is their max? That one's not going to get much taller. Not too much taller. Than that right there? Yeah. Oh, yes, that is container uh, possible. Pretty, pretty doable for a lot of people, yeah. as opposed to the eight-footers. Oh, yeah, because that's the one that the squirrels want to climb up. <laughs> I mean, th these have been really designed to be in a container. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for yep. container gardening, they they, it's a genetically s shorter variety. Uh, they pinch them so they control the height. They sometimes put a growth regulator on them to cr control the height. Hmm. So there's some, there's definitely some behind the scenes work on that one. A few tricks of the trade. Well, and you get continual blooms, a little you know reblooming as opposed to, with the big ones you get one time and basically done that's right yeah and i can already see some buds that are about to open up once oh yeah it'll, and it'll keep going all summer long nice all right pretty cool yep very cool yeah. um oh okay 
I was talking to somebody at work, and I really, really begged her to please call in with her information. However, she giggled, and I think she was a bit shy. She says that she has uh, blue, oh, what's the, hydrangeas? Mm-hmm. She has blue hydrangeas here in Illinois. I said, how on earth did you get that? You get, like, messing with the soil a lot? And she's like, no, no, no. My dog started going to the bathroom on it. <laughs> and I said, what? It didn't kill it? And she said, no, no. Apparently, it just gave it the pH balance that it needed or the acid or whatever. So she's got beautiful blue hydrangeas. And I'm thinking, I might get a dog. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> it's easier to use soil so far. Have yeah. you heard of this before? Just put the acid on the, on the, uh, in yeah. the ground. It's no, I, I've never heard of controlled peeing. Control hydrangeas <laughs> before. I guess a neighbor was really a- admiring them, and she said, "Oh, we'll just let my dog come down to your house." <laughs> but I was—I had—it's one of those things that you had never, I had never considered anyway. Yeah, I probably and wouldn't either. Just to have that, but take—it was interesting to find out about. How yeah. to get blue hydrangeas in Illinois. There's all kinds of things out there. Yeah, all there kinds are. of information out there. There yeah. is. Yeah. Don't believe everything on the internet, that's for sure. Oh, guys, really? John, I'm crushed. 356-9397 is our phone number, or you can text us at 351-5357. This is Plant Experts, live at Prairie Gardens. You got a second to talk about watering tips? Hmm. Not here, but watering tips uh, Those for the homeowner. Those are Two five-gallon buckets so you can have balance. Okay. That's true. Balance in your life, huh? I just watered this morning because I have, I have, uh, I had three projects going at home that I have plants waiting, waiting to, project one is done, so now I have two and three. Yay. Hmm. Of course, they're all different sizes and shapes of pots. And, of course, waiting, never want to keep anything in full sun, even though it is a sun plant. Okay, that's good advice. When it's in a container, because otherwise you're going to have to be watering it every single day. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And as hot as it's been, maybe twice a day. Right. So keep those out out of the way. Okay. Out of sun. So when you're watering, you're trying to water in the morning for what reasons, guys? Well, because the water... I don't know. I just do it. Just Just water in the morning. Come on. Well, I know I'm not supposed to water in the evening because it can, um, can, like, cause mold or fungus or something like that. It could lead to fungal issues. Okay. It's possible. Ideally, the foliage would be dry going... Through the, the evening hours. The evening so hours. water in yeah. the morning makes sense from that standpoint. Makes sense to take the, any edge off, any stress off. Absolutely, because during the day. if you have a, a plant, especially a plant that's in full flower, they have to they have to have as much water as possible, and that's the best time for them to take it up. Okay. Because during the heat of the day, you know the plants are going to get stressed, and it's going to be a lot harder for them to draw the water in. Okay. That's good advice. And, John, why do you use a five-gallon bucket for those who are uh, new to the show? <laughs> uh, I use it for uh, measuring purpose. purposes. That's a, that's a nice way to say control. 
yeah. measuring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I watered this morning, and I just turned on the timer on the oscillator. And by the when I was done with breath, because it was done. Oh, like, that was easy. That's nice. And, yeah, so there's different ways to skin a cat, right? Sure. Well, you got to do what works for you. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And sometimes the, the bucket is because you're going to a remote location exactly. where sure. the hose isn't going to reach. reach. Yeah, right. It's not practical. You're saying, yeah. hey, I just have to go get that one thing. I don't want to add two hoses together and drag them across. It's just easier for me to yeah. take a bucket over to it. It yeah, makes total absolutely. sense. Do you know how long it takes to roll up 200 feet of hose? You know? I can guess. <laughs> I don't have that time. <laughs> or the strength, right? <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't tried water balloons. Well, that could be fun. Actually. Oh, you know, you can get the, those little guns that, that fill up with water and shoot b- balloons. Super soakers. Yeah. That's right. Would that be fun? Ooh. That I wonder how far they, sh- they can project. That would be interesting. But then you'd have to go pick up the, the balloon remnants. So uh, how do you decide <laughs> how often? Let's just talk about that for a little bit and how much. Water to so apply. that's what I was leading to with John's five-gallon bucket is oh. that you know that you are giving whatever plant you're watering a good deep watering. At least that's how I imagine it. Yep. Why it would be so beneficial. Yeah. Well, you show in a, in a nutshell, you're trying to cover the entire root zone and a little bit beyond that, right? Because yes. you want the root, the water to the roots to chase the water, if you will, so they keep expanding out to the side and in depth. Exactly. Uh, and you need to water often enough to not let it just dry out. And uh, putting your finger in the soil um, is the best way to check. I mean, honestly, I bet you Marianne and John and I probably look because we can tell and we often don't have to put our fingers in the soil. Yeah. Just because we have enough experience where that's the way it is. But if in doubt, put your finger in the soil. And if it feels a little bit cool, that means there's moisture in there. And if it's really cool and, and feels damp, then you probably just don't need to, unless for some reason during that day it's just going to get crazy, stupid hot. But um, if in doubt right now, I'm probably going to err on watering mm-hmm. a little bit more often. But yes. even just when we had those cooler temperatures in the nights where we were in the 50s and the temperatures were moderate during the day at 72, it takes a world of difference in terms of how oh, much yeah. less you need to water than when if it ticks up into the 80s and then the temperatures are in the 60s at night. Yep, it absolutely does. It mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world. So and I've got a bunch of new plantings in my front yard. And uh, yesterday uh, afternoon, I watered the new plantings really well with a hose. But then this morning, I did the oscillator, which got everything. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm getting down deep enough, like Steve was saying, into the root system. So, okay. But everything needs the water. Even the grass is beginning to stress a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. And I've got some containers that are in the full sun. And oh, in, yeah. As in from, you know, 6 in the morning to, you know, say 6 o'clock at night. And I'm I'm to the point where I'm going to start putting some mulch on the potting yeah. soil in the containers just to help hold in that moisture because they're just drying out way too fast. And I don't yeah. want to water twice a day. Well, sure. Huh. And, and, <laughs> and where they're sited like you have in the full sun. Maybe it's on concrete, which is going to even more absorb oh. more heat. It's going to make it hotter. Mm-hmm. Just like here, sometimes we have the plants are on the, sitting on the concrete, and you know it's hotter oh, there okay. than it is if it's Gotta back away it. from. And when you water that much, you have to remember that you're you're washing out nutrients, so you have to maybe fertilize a little more often too. Seed, okay. feed, feed. 
Hey, keep in mind that there's a fundraiser going on out here at Prairie Gardens where if you purchase any of the annuals and the yellow pots for $2.99 each, 100% of the proceeds go toward the Champaign County Salvation Army. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Tamara. Thanks, John. Thanks, Marianne. Thank you. It was an interesting show. You've been listening to Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens with Marianne Metz, John Weisgarber, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our on-site engineer is Brooke Sholem, and our producer is Dave Fleek. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and enjoy your weekend.